often vulgar, always explicit, and sometimes funny. Slap box. Slap box. Welcome to the Slapbox Podcast. This is episode 475, 25 episodes shy of breaking off another hondo. I'm your host, Josh Albrecht. Sitting inside the Slapbox penthouse, soloing it up again. Uh, next week, though, probably get uh, probably somehow get Shelly on or so, because uh, I got a four-day weekend coming up. Haven't had one of those in, I don't know, a long time. Four day. Well, I know I had three day from the holidays. And I <laughs> I did have those couple of days where I missed a little bit of work because thought I might have had the COVID, the Rona, the Rona as it were. But it wasn't like four consecutive days if I remember. Well, no, I guess I guess I did. I did have four days. But I was confined to my house. It was not fun. Not fun. But I have a four-day week end next week, and I talked to message Shelley there, and we are possibly going to uh, go see uh, the new Sopranos prequel movie, The Many Saints of Newark, which uh, I'm excited to see that. I was, a, say, a pr- fairly avid fan of The Sopranos once when it aired, although I had... Went quite a while before seeing the final season as I had gotten rid of HBO before the final season and then I went a long time without seeing it. It took a while to see that last season. But uh, I I enjoyed the show uh, quite a bit. It was a good show. And uh, I haven't seen it in a while, so uh, I man, I feel like maybe I should bone up on it a little bit on the Anthony Soprano. Get a little James Gandolfini inside me. Not making a euphemism for uh, having his son fuck me in the ass. Not trying that exactly, but uh, <laughs> uh, it's it's crazy that they did get his son to play him. As, uh, he looks a lot like his father. Um, I I haven't really paid a whole lot of attention. I think I've seen a part of a trailer for it and such. What I did see, it looked like it, it's pretty good. I'm pretty sure David Chase is still involved with this. That is the original creator of The Sopranos. And I know they have Ray Liotta in there. And I love me some Ray Liotta. My whole life, all I ever wanted to be was a gangster. I mean, those lines from Goodfellas delivered by Ray fucking Liotta. As he was Hank Hill in the classic Scorsese film Goodfellas. Based on, of course, the real Henry Hill of uh, infamy, shall we say. One of the was the biggest rat of the uh, mafia until Sammy the Bull Gravanovich uh, did his stuff. And uh, both actually would end up going to witness protection program and then coming out. That's some baller shit, man, to like come out and then just just like, yeah, yeah, I'm the fucking guy that fucking ratted on these fuckers. It was ballsy. They waited a while, though, until I guess the right people were dead. And they were like, okay. I can do this now. I can get out. Nobody's going to fuck with me. I believe Sammy the Bull got in trouble with some other shit, like sold some drugs or something. I don't remember. He got in trouble with the law after going into the witness protection program. I don't remember that. He's got a... He's on... I think he's got his own YouTube channel now, though. I've seen a little bit of it. It's fucking weird, because I'm pretty sure... And, uh, don't quote me on this. I feel like he did murder some people. Don't quote me on that. Or at least was involved with some murders. I know. I thought he was like the muscle for Gotti. I'd have to research that, but uh, <laughs> not like I don't have the fucking internet right in front of me. Um, uh, I I guess I'll fucking look that up. I know that he's got a. He's at least been in uh, several YouTube videos, but I feel like. I think he's got his own YouTube. Uh, let's go. Let's go to his Wikipedia page because that's always, it's always fun. Sammy Gravano. Oh, there's an old picture of him. He looks so much better there. 
the pictures I I generally see of him. He's really fucking old now. He's he was born in forty five. So, uh, da, 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 da. um, made man, Gambino soldier. Uh, ba ba ba. Looks like you know. Yeah, there was a few murders. He was uh involved in here. There's the Simone. I don't know that he was the hands that actually committed the murder. Um. I feel like there's Sammy the Bull murders. <laughs> I feel like he was somehow involved. I mean, he's obviously, let's see. Mafiahitters.com. This has got some info. He had 19 victims. Does that mean he killed 19? Or is he just like behind the hit? Like, where's the... uh? Here it says on MafiaHitters.com, it says, Sammy the Bull Gravano was involved in 19 murders. He started out doing them by his own hand. Sammy already had eight victims before joining forces with John Gotti in 85 when they killed Gambino crime family boss Paul Castellano. Okay, I remember that that hit. I mean, I wasn't (laughs) old enough to remember. You know, I wasn't uh, there, but I remember seeing stories about the Castellano hit. Um and then, of course, the bloodshed would only accelerate after Gotti and Gravano took over. But, uh, apparently, there was 19 victims he was involved. Let's just let's just look at this this go over briefly. Why not? Uh, 1970. I've been going through a lot of true crime here lately, so I'm going some dark rabbit holes. Uh, Joseph Colucci, uh, Sammy Gravano, and Joseph Colucci were uh, both lower-level mafia associates in 1970 and part of the same crew. They worked under Thomas Shorty Sparrow, and bank robberies were one of their main income sources. Sparrow recruited Gravano, knowing that he had an extremely tough up-and-comer on his hands. Gravano was killing, was willing to kill if asked, and Shorty decided to take his young recruit up on that offer. Shorty's nephew, Tommy Sparrow, was having sex with Colucci's wife. When Colucci found out, he threatened to kill the Sparrows and Gravano. Sammy commented in his book Underboss about Camille Colucci being drop-dead gorgeous with great legs. Uh, Sammy got back in the confidence of Colucci just long enough to set him up shooting him from the back seat after a night of drinking. Uh, Gravano later described the surreal feeling he had as the bullets left his gun and entered Colucci's head. The killing showed his higher-ups that young Sammy Gravano was a stone-cold killer even Carmine the Snake Persico uh, was impressed, and I'm probably mispronouncing that one. Uh, very few men could pull something like that off and have no feelings about it. To Sammy, it was a piece of business. It was also just the beginning of a 20-year murder spree. So, yeah, I was pretty certain like he had killed some people. I guess uh, 19, according to that website. Uh, it's crazy that somebody that killed that many people could just like go into the witness protection program. But I guess John Gotti was a bigger fish. Um, as, uh, he, I know you want to like, I know you served some like jail time for other things. Uh, it's crazy, though. I'm pretty sure he's got a fucking YouTube channel. Yeah, he does. Here we go. There it is. Here's here's a little clip. We'll go. We'll pull up. Uh, it's probably going to be a fucking ad starting out of you motherfuckers. Motherfuckers are fucking fuck. Oh, an ad for Bond. Well, you know what? Let's see. I want to see this new Bond. I think this is Daniel Craig's last, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, it's... Oh, God damn it. It was just a picture of the... <laughs> I'm not playing that ad. Some fucking crafting shit. I don't care about that. Give me some Bond. Yeah, there's... Before I did the Diane old as shit that's interview, the there was uh, a producer who came down to talk to me about doing it, and uh, the agents took me on an Indian reservation, and uh, we met, and uh, we were way, I don't even know where we were, we go to this uh, casino. It's an Indian casino in the middle of nowhere. 
And they put us there, and I meet with this woman, Lisa. She was a producer for ABC. And uh, we're hanging out. We're talking about the potential interview with Diane Sawyer. And we're talking, and uh, the marshals and agents completely back away. They're giving us some elbow room to talk and hang out and stuff. Okay, he's supposed to be talking about the witness protection program shit. Yeah. No, he's just talking about having an interview here. I, I was waiting for uh, <laughs> a little bit more there, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's a long video. He seems to digress as much as I do, I guess. What's interesting, he's got full sleeve tattoos. He's like an old fucking dude. Old fucking dude. He's a goddamn murderer. But yeah, he's got a YouTube channel though. Salvatore Sammy the Bull Gravano. I I still wouldn't fuck with him. You know, I mean, he looks like he'd fucking rip my fucking head off still. It'd be bitty interesting to uh sit in with Sammy the Bull. I don't know. I would I feel bad just like uh <laughs> I went on his site here uh watching this. It, it I'm probably giving the guy money. There's uh 402,000 views. I would imagine he's probably got a lot of uh, subscribers. Oh, I didn't mean to press play yet again. Um, he's got 403,000 subscribers, so most every subscriber watched this fucking video. They are hardcore subscribers into Sammy the Bull. Is uh, Yeah, he's got Lucky Luciano, I think, picture behind him, and then the actor... Uh, there's an actor playing a gangster behind him. Uh, the name eludes me. But, uh, oh, I think Al Scarface Capone is also on his mantle there. He's keeping it real with the, uh, I think that's Lucky Luciano, if I remember correctly. I haven't been keeping uh, up to date on, you know, my mobster stuff. I haven't watched mobster stuff in a long time. Back... When I had cable, before I was a cord cutter, as they call it, where I just strictly watch shit off the internet, and I wa I had the cable and I had the History Channel. I remember I just watched a lot of fucking History Channel. So I got a lot of stuff on the Nazis and World War II, as well as mobs, mob bosses. Those were, you know, frequent yeah frequent programs, plus also, you know, I was, I was kind of interested in the shit. So let's, uh, I was watching a lot of it. And, of course, I used to watch a lot of true crime stuff on, like, A&E. And I, the names of those programs elude me at the moment, but it's always uh, fascinated with that. And I've gone down a bit of a rabbit hole the last few days, as uh, I'm sure everyone's aware now of the uh, homicide of Gabby Petito as... Uh, it's been all over the news, and uh, you can it's hard to get away from. First, she was missing. Of course, they found her body now. she's The cause of death is homicide, yet not released what was the actual, like, the uh, what caused the homicide. Um, not a whole lot of details on that have been released, but it w would appear at the moment that her fiancé, Brian Laundrie, did it. Um I was I did have a moment earlier at work today. I was like again going through like Twitter, going through the news feed on Google and just looking at uh all the info, the latest info on everything and I've like visited both of their social media accounts, uh the YouTube. I haven't gone to the TikTok, but I've gone to uh YouTube, uh Pinterest and uh Instagram. And I was reading, of course, on Twitter earlier that uh, news stories and people were, there's a lot of people pissed off now because it, we only give a shit because it's a white woman that was murdered. And I just want to state, for the record, uh, I'm interested in all kinds of murders, race, creed, religion, whatever, you know, just give me more murder stories. Um, all joking aside, that is kind of awful, uh, but... <laughs> <clears throat> I think what's why there's so much attention to this one uh, is the fact that there's just so much you can see. Like there's, it's a product of the times. 
and people get entertained when there's a lot of, of drama and they can get involved in. And in this, we've got uh, they've got a YouTube channel. You can see there. I think they only have the one YouTube video, but of them traveling uh, on their Instagram feed, you can see them traveling. Then uh, videos of them on their Instagram uh, pages, and then you've got video. It's like an hour and a half long video footage of when they were arrested in Moab, Utah. Well, not arrested. I'm sorry. The cops stopped them. Neither one of them were arrested. Uh, They had talked about arresting Gabby for attacking Brian, even though uh, someone had called into 911 earlier saying that they had witnessed him uh, hitting her. But uh, then when the cops arrived and talking to both of them, they had felt that she was the aggressor and that maybe they would arrest her and then decided not to. But uh, <clears throat> I think it's just the fact that there's just so much footage and that it's ongoing. at the It's still, like, early on in this investigation. Now he is missing as well. And, uh, like, there's, you know, a lot of people that just think that, oh, maybe I'll be the one to figure something out here that'll be the the one deciding factor or whatever clue that will find this guy, but uh, I don't. I really don't know that there's quite uh, something that's going to be found on social media on there to uh, catch him. He, uh, like, I thought maybe at first, like, kind of digging into it, well, maybe he's like a major narcissist. I think he is obviously a narcissist. I mean, it would appear that... Uh, he abused her. But, uh, you know, he, I don't think he's quite Luca Magnata, the guy that uh, is uh, featured in the uh, Netflix documentary Don't Fuck With Cats, I believe is the, the name of that one. That guy's severely fucked up. And that was one where internet sleuths were really involved in trying to track him down. And I guess ultimately they had helped kind of locate the guy. Um, but he was fucking with these internet sleuths. He was, he wanted to be famous really bad. Like really, like he, he wanted to be a famous model and he had a lot of, uh, he, he wanted the, the limelight. And he was constantly doing plastic surgery, but he would go on and like troll people in these message boards where they were the internet sleuths. He would create fake multiple like fake accounts of people so he can be involved in their chats and he would get people he got people interested in trying to find out who this guy was before he even ever murdered anybody and like he started out with uh less fucked up shit and then started like the fucking murdering cats i think he did that a couple of times videos where he killed cats like kittens at that disturbing ass videos uh, and then of course it led up to him murdering a, uh, a guy he met online, I believe. Um, I don't remember quite the circumstances of that, but if you watch the don't fuck with cats documentary on Netflix, I mean, that, uh, really shows what happened there. Uh, I think he was the guy that he murdered was, a. Young student? I feel like he might have been a student. I mean, he was an adult, but he was a younger guy. And uh, that's some brutal shit. I've seen parts of that video, and I I didn't actually see him, like, actually cutting the head off so much. But, like, oh, man, just... Yeah, that's fucking me up. I've heard the audio from it <laughs> on a Sword and Scale podcast, which, man, yeah, I've... <laughs> I've been into way too much true crime stuff. Like, it it will put you in a dark place, man. It will make you not feel uh, real optimistic about uh, the world in general. Uh, but the stuff does interest me. And sometimes, you know, I'll go on a, on a dive into the stuff. It's just interesting, the the mindset of these people. But I was thinking for a minute, like maybe he would do this. I realized like going through his Instagram feed, he being uh, Brian laundry, Gabby's fiance. Uh, 
I thought, you know, maybe he would do something like a Luca Magnata where he would, because clearly they were both, uh, Gabby mainly, it seems to be the one that wanted to uh, be the uh, influencer and vlogger to make money and like a living off of traveling and, and documenting the stories. Which I'd love to do that too, but like, I don't know. I don't really give a shit that much about social media. I do enjoy traveling though. Um, I've half-assed worked out a blog and then like abandoned it because mainly I was just doing it to a uh, program, but I would, man, one day I should like post up my, my stories from traveling as, as I'm getting further and further away from it. It's hard to remember this shit. Um, anywho. Uh, I thought maybe since now there's all kinds of uh, people following both of them on social media and stuff and commenting on their on their posts, I thought well maybe maybe he would get on there and post some things. I mean it seems on un- seems unlikely though. I the more I thought about it, I, like the guy. Uh, I mean it seems like there was problems escalating on this trip. I don't remember how long this trip was uh, from them going to state parks here. But, of course, uh, Gabby had a van that they converted into, like, basically a home for them uh, to travel around in. They call it van life. Uh, These two, I don't think, ever should have taken a trip where they were living inside a van for months on end. Um, it, it does seem that he was, again, I, you know, there's just not, there's just not enough information out there to really, I think, for the armchair detectives to uh, get a full idea of uh, <clears throat> the mindset of what was going on and stuff. And like, uh, Anyway, uh, looking at his uh, Instagram and stuff, like I, st- I feel like maybe he, like I don't think he wants to be super famous. I don't think this was a premeditated murder, as it were. I think uh, by looking at his uh, Pinterest, and he would he uh, had some stuff about a book on autism and stuff. I don't know, perhaps if he has autism, or maybe that's a thing. I don't know, so, I mean, he could have some underlying issues and had a complete mental break. Um, or perhaps he had to take some kind of medications. He quit taking some medication. I don't know, but it doesn't seem that uh, it was like a premeditated thing. Like, he, he wanted to murder somebody really bad. Uh, I think that uh, this was a an abusive relationship that uh, unfortunately went the way that uh, happens a lot uh, or, far, or far too often. In these kinds of uh, relationships where uh, eventually it just goes too far and uh, and murder happens. Um, I don't feel like it probably wasn't premeditated again, but they haven't really released any details on how she was murdered, only that she was murdered. And yet they haven't actually charged him with anything other than using a uh, bank card that wasn't his, not even specifying that it was hers. It's very odd, I feel like, how they're going about releasing all this information on her uh, on her and him. Uh, well, mainly just about uh, the murder. Uh, but, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I'd, obviously he hid afterwards and came back. It's so weird that he, like, came back home. Like, apparently, like, nothing fucking happened. He drove her ba- van back. Home and I think this—it's this, these details that really draw people in, and because uh, there's missing people, like every day there's people that end up missing, and it's you know it's horrible. But at the end of the day, it's hard to say what people are going to be drawn to as far as story-wise, and a lot of it really depends on what the media is going to cover, what the videos of like uh, this one was picked up by mainstream media. Um, with the true crime stuff, I mean, there's so many outlets now where you can hear this stuff, uh, talk about these stories on podcasts, YouTube channels, uh, and you can get, if you're 
really into that stuff. I mean, you can find out every day about somebody new. Uh, but I, I think this is just uh, so many aspects to it. There's a lot of drama. He goes back home to Florida. They were in Wyoming. They ended up finding uh, Gabby's body murdered in Wyoming at a campsite. And then, uh, <clears throat> I guess, after she was killed, he uh, he drives her van back to Florida where his parents lived and Gabby and himself had lived there with his parents whereas they were both originally from New York and so her family lives I want to say Long Island but uh, he goes back and according to the neighbors um, he was there for about a week or so maybe a week and a half something like that and he mowed the lawn just did normal shit, just like nothing, nothing's happened. And apparently they go on a camping trip, him being uh, Brian and his parents. And they take this small camper and <laughs> just out of, he comes back like this girl lived with, his girlfriend or fiance rather, lived with him and his parents they, I would imagine, were fully aware that they were going to be getting married and that Gabby would be a part of their family. So I would assume they knew Gabby very well, and when he shows up in their van, in her van, no Gabby, I would think that they'd be asking some questions. You know, where's you know where's Gabby? Like a week and a half goes by, and neither Brian nor his parents end up filing a missing persons report it's not until Gabby's parents go however long without hearing from her that they get concerned and then start calling around and then file the uh, missing persons report but then then he just decides to go according to his parents go to this nature reserve he drove this Mustang there and left it there but it you know it's it's possible that this could be a ruse which I feel like it's probably, <laughs> I don't, yeah, I've, I find it hard to believe that he's like in this nature reserve, wherever there's swamp lands there in Florida. It seems unlikely, but I've been like, I was there for like several days there. I was like, oh, I was like fucking in the shit and like, like deep diving, going into the Instagram feed and Pinterest and seeing that Brian's like big into Chuck Palahniuk the uh, writer of the uh, the book Fight Club, which got turned into, the, of course, the movie with uh, Brad Pitt and uh, Edward Norton, which I was never, like, I watched it, and I had friends that were hardcore, loved that movie. I feel like if I watch it now, it'd probably be more entertaining to me, but people were just way too into it. And at the time, there was so many movies where there was a twist very similar at the end, and I... It's basically, if if you're unfamiliar with Fight Club, it turns out that uh, in the end, it's a split personality situation. That Edward Norton and Brad Pitt, same person. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Spoiler alert after I ruined it. Um, But I had friends that were just fucking love fucking Fight Club. Huge Fight Club fans. And uh, being the anti-pop as I often am, just not liking things because they're too popular, I think is a problem, which for some things for me, I realized later afterwards, like, you know what, that was pretty good. I was kind of a dick for for being an ass and not liking that. But I'm the kind of person, I guess, that a lot of times, just because a lot of people like it, like, like I'm like, "Ah, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't care. I'm not interested. Uh, (laughs) But then again, there's a lot of things that a lot of people love and I immediately like, that is fucking awesome. But there's certain things I don't know. It, my initial thought is like, yeah, I don't, I don't need to know that. <laughs> I don't need, I don't need to be into that. That's that's not my cup of tea. Whatever. Uh, I've digressed for way too, way too uh, much again. But uh, yeah, I've been down like this rabbit hole. Do refreshing my browser and my phone constantly. Like, okay, what's what's news? Uh, I would imagine at least with him being lost supposedly in this 
area in uh, Florida that perhaps they would have more to go off of than just his parents saying that he was there. I mean, they could have easily just dropped that car off there themselves and be like, hey, he went there. He told us he was going there. Um, because, again, they didn't contact the police, uh, that at least that has been reported, to let uh, anyone know, like, hey, uh, Gabby's not around, but we're going to go camping with her son. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, it's it's interesting. I don't know that they're going to find the guy. I feel like he's probably not dead. If he's in that area in Florida, I feel like there's a good chance he is dead from what I understand. Um, It's a pretty rough area to survive for weeks on end from what I understand. Uh, the guy has, according to, I guess, friends of Brian Laundries and stuff, though, he had gone on trips. He bragged a lot about being able to survive out in the wilderness. I don't get the impression from like going through the Instagram feed and like kind of the story other stories I've heard that maybe he's not quite bare grills. He's not fucking eating uh insects and shit to stay alive. You know, maybe. I feel like that's more of something he kinda presented to the world like falsely because he seems to be really into art and graphic design and such. Not uh that's what he tries to sell a lot on his like Instagram. And well, I guess he was selling his art and he was making stamps and stuff. But, uh, I, yeah, I, I don't think by chance he's like, you know, like just living off the, the land as it were and around these alligators and shit. <laughs> Although he is barefoot a lot, uh, you know, <laughs> feel like he's probably good like on hiking trails and stuff maybe not so much in swampland where there's alligators and and you have florida shit you got the reticulated pythons and all that good stuff like that's that's a little bit more advanced i'm thinking than going out in the the hiking trails where you know there's probably a few snakes and stuff but not not some real huge fucking animals like an alligator can fucking eat your ass while you're uh, sleeping by yourself there. Um, although, I, you know, I don't know. I've never been around alligators out in the wild. Only uh, only at like, a, I think Six Flags there might have been an alligator show. I know I've been around them at the zoo and such. I believe I touched a baby alligator once. But I, I don't know how they act out in the wild. Maybe there's, maybe he's out there just king of the crocodiles. He's living like Grizzly Man now. Uh, which ended really well. If, you, if that's another one you haven't seen, spoiler alert: he gets eaten by the grizzlies. <laughs> so, but, you know, maybe he's maybe the, that situation has transpired. He's out there. He's already been chomped on by a few alligators and is no longer amongst the living. Uh, the guy does seem very uh, sporadic and uh, unpredictable. I feel like. <clears throat> He's not methodical, uh, that this wasn't, again, not planned, although he's had several weeks to cover his tracks and get rid of a lot of evidence. I feel like that's probably a lot to do with why they haven't charged him with murder yet. Then again, I mean, it's possible maybe he didn't murder her, um, even though she was murdered, you know, they're just saying because I don't, it'll, they haven't shown any of the evidence. It's, you know, innocent until proven guilty, right? However, unlikely with his actions. Very unlikely <laughs> that he wasn't involved in murdering her. I mean, if he's uh, driving her vehicle back hundreds of miles home without her, and looks like, I guess, probably using her uh, debit card to take out money, it would seem that... Uh, <clears throat> Very, very guilty. I would, I hope that he is alive. And, uh, I mean, it would give, you know, her parents some closure and stuff, but mainly because the, uh, I want to see a trial. I want to know, I want to know more shit. 
And you know, I, I already know because there's gathered so much publicity and stuff. I already know like Netflix is going to do a big documentary on this. It's going to be much like uh, the Chris Watts story. I think it was Chris Watts, the one uh, that uh, they put out not too long ago on Netflix. Yeah, it was Chris Watts. The American Murder, The Family Next Door. That one's what is what that one's called. That was an interesting documentary because there was a his uh, wife had documented a lot of stuff on social media, and there was a lot of videos that you could watch and get ideas of uh, <laughs> everything that was uh, Shanann. Yeah, Shanann is her her name, Shanann Watts. And uh, she, of course, much like what uh, Gabby has shown, like via social media, that life is great, you know, look how happy we are sort of thing. It seems like a very similar situation to this. And, but uh, on th- with that murder, which he ended up finding guilty, of course, he murdered her and... They're two young daughters, too. Fucked up shit, right? But uh, he, uh, <clears throat> he had a girlfriend, and that kind of drove him, helped drive him uh, <clears throat> into killing his wife. One of the, I think, one of the excuses he used to. Uh, to do it, I I think he. I'm like, man, just fucking be a man. Like, get at like. I feel like that's just like a weakness. Like, like that's like the shitty way. It. I mean, it's a horrible fucking way out. But dude, just fucking get a divorce, man. Get a fucking divorce. Why are you going? Going like that's just fucking crazy, crazy. You could have gotten a divorce and you could have still fucked your girlfriend. You could have, could have, and then your daughters would still be alive. Oh, you could have been a deadbeat dad, never talked to them ever fucking again, and you'd still be a better dude than murdering your whole fucking family. But uh, apparently there's a news story where Chris Watts' dad's getting racy letters. Or no, they're sending to Chris Watts. I read that wrong. Okay, women women sending killer dad Chris Watts racy letters. And he was an attractive guy. This is this is another weird shit with like stuff like this. Like I've always been interested in true crime and what leads people to murder. I think that's kind of the more interesting part of me. Like I'm not like, ooh, yeah, I fucking love the, the killers and all that. But I'm just curious because I, I feel like anybody could be given the right situation could end up murdering someone. Uh, if you're pushed to the right point, you're pushed to the brink, you're starving. I mean, there's the point where everybody would do it. Like if you're starving and you have to eat, you will do whatever it, it takes. But then there's, there's other situations, you know, uh, walking in on your significant other, fucking someone else, could you know easily lead to a situation like that, or just? I mean, there's many instances. Many instances. I think it just depends on the individual, just wow, how far it takes to push them to that uh, moment of making that decision. Some people are more likely to do it than others, obviously, uh, and for less. Um. But uh, yeah, here on uh, NZ Herald. Dot co, which I, was that New Zealand? I don't know what the NZ. Anyway, uh, it says <laughs> women sending killer dad Chris Watts racy letters. Uh, Chris Watts is the killer dad who murdered his entire family, dumping the bodies of his pregnant wife and kids in a remote oil field. 2018, the then 34 year old strangled and smothered his pregnant wife, Shanann. Uh, who's 34 to death before strangling their daughters, Bella and Celeste, uh, ages four and three, with a blanket. Watts is serving a life sentence for the horrific, uh, horrific murders. But despite his gruesome acts, 
women have been sending him racy love letters asking to see him, according to Crime Online. The condition is called hybristophilia, a sexual attraction to individuals who have committed outrageous crimes. Uh, <clears throat> where's the rest? Okay, here we go. Uh, so many fucking ads on these sights like this. Uh, in a podcast hosted by Nan... Oh, God. <laughs> I, I can't I can't do this now. Uh, podcast hosted by Nancy Grace, which is one of the worst people ever to get a show on TV. Um, yeah. So she shared some I stuff to say about that, but which I'm, I'm not... I just can't get into it. But apparently there's a lot of people... Uh, like I really don't give a shit what Nancy Grace has to say about it. Um, <laughs> here we go. Let's go a little bit further here. Uh, well, apparently one woman wrote, "In my heart, I know you're a great guy. If you do write me back, I'd be the happiest girl alive. That's for sure." Another woman had written, uh, she found herself thinking a lot about you alongside a photo of herself in a bikini, while another said she feels a connection to him. Uh, there's dozens of letters released by prosecutors. Yeah, that's that's fucking crazy. But this has been a common thing with like all these murderers that end up getting convicted. Ted Bundy, all these people. Uh, <clears throat> there's a lot of attraction to that. That's kind of fucked up. I've never. Never been that into the shit. Like, yes, serial killers. But it does really fascinate me what leads these people to uh, to murder. But yeah, I've got to st- I've got to like cleanse that now. I got to go back to watching Norm Macdonald. <laughs> as uh, unfortunate, I've been unfortunate he passed away because I did love me some Norm Macdonald. I've been trying to go back and like do some palate cleansing. Do some uh, <laughs> some good stuff. I've still been playing guitar, keeping it keeping it real. But uh, again, these times it's it's hard to uh, keep your brain clear, positive thoughts in there with the uh, the nonsense that continues to go on, the shittiness that uh, with the pandemic, the world is on fire. <laughs> Fucking natural disaster after natural disaster. Which is why I've gone back to just being a hermit and uh, playing guitar in here. So, because uh, and thankfully, I I I enjoy living by myself and being alone. That's good. Although it's good to be around other people. I I guess I get that at work. I get that as I work with several people and uh, I occasionally see people outside of work. But for the most part, I am just become a recluse again. As is the also the bane of my existence, which I don't think I had mentioned. Maybe I did mention this on the last podcast with Shelly, but uh, again, uh, in 2015, I had been bit by a brown recluse and had a moment where I thought I might die. <laughs> thought I might. As I talked about it many years ago, of course, in 2015 I talked about it, but I'm sure I've mentioned it since then. I got bit underneath my ass cheek on my where was left or right leg. Um... And didn't realize it. I got bit in the morning on the toilet of all places. Wiping up. Trying to get the shit off my cheeks. Get Remove some chunkage, as it were. And then uh, I noticed something fell. And it wasn't a piece of shit. It was a spider. It was a fucking brown recluse. I didn't realize it was a brown recluse at the time. Thought they looked a slightly different, I guess. More brown. This one was more gray. Um, and it was, you know, half dead, uh, and I didn't really think much of it. It didn't felt like I had been bitten. I thought maybe it was already just on the toilet paper, dead, whatever, and, uh, forgot all about it. And then 12 hours later, I went to sit on my, my couch. It was like something like 12 or 13, 14 hours later, I sat on my couch and realized, oh, fuck my fucking ass cheek underneath my ass cheek hurts like a motherfucker and then it dawned on me it was like oh fuck that spider 
I bet I got bit. But it wasn't, and then turns out, yeah, it was a brown recluse, and it, it sucked. And I had a, a conversation with the ER doctor after a week long of in and out of the doctor, getting put on one antibiotic after another, hit with prednisone, which I think I had an allergic reaction to. And then uh, <laughs> at the end of the week, I had a staph infection so bad it got into my throat to where I was having problems uh, drinking water and and such, and uh, panicked a bit and went to the ER where the doctor there on on call told me, I don't think you're going to die right now. Do you live by yourself? <laughs> Is there someone that can check on you? Because I don't see the point in keeping you here all night and costing you a fortune uh, when you could just go home and die. Well, he didn't say that part of the die part. <laughs> but he did make sure I didn't live by myself, which I'd be screwed now. I live by myself. Um, but make sure that somebody checks on me because he's like, I don't think you're going to die at this moment. But if you start feeling worse, come back, come back. We'll, uh, we'll see what we can do. But in the end, I don't know that they seemed pretty confused and didn't know what to do. So I felt like they would have just watched me die. (laughs) Like, yeah, well, you're in the hospital now. We got that going. Although, I mean, they could, I mean, if it got to a point where it was hard for me to breathe and stuff, they could have put me on a ventilator. Or if it was uh, hard for me, if I couldn't drink anymore, they could have hit me with an IV. I mean, there's things they could have done. Uh, <laughs> and shit, taking a turn for the worse. Thank, for whatever reason, though, I felt after he told me the thing about, like, I don't think you're going to die right now. Someone put me at ease. <laughs> but anyway, like, uh, I guess last week, little last week or yeah, it was last week. I have no concept of time anymore. I was at work, and uh, I was at uh, the other building where we don't, there's only, like, usually, like, two people working there, so, and it's a large, rather large plant, and <clears throat> almost nobody there, and because there's almost nobody there, there's a lot of spiders and shit around. I've already seen, like, several brown recluses over there. It's just kind of how it is. Well, I turned on the fan because it's really hot over there. And uh, I felt something on my neck. I thought I didn't think it was an insect or anything like that. And I just, thankfully, I had some gloves on. I pulled whatever it is off my neck and I looked down. It's a fucking brown recluse, a good-sized brown recluse. Definitely a brown recluse. I know them very well now after that first instance that I had with them. Very, very much know what a brown recluse looks like. <laughs> And I was like, holy shit, that's a brown recluse. And it was very much still alive. I could not tell whether or not it actually bit me on my neck, but then I started, like, panicking a bit. I'm like, holy fuck, it sucked bad enough on my leg. Like, if it's on my neck, like, that could really fuck shit up to where I couldn't breathe. And I'm like, holy fuck. And then I, But I was a little bit smarter this time around. I immediately went and washed out the area where it possibly could have bitten me. And there was some areas that looked like it might have been a bug bite or two. And But I didn't know this. I mean, there's been a lot of mosquitoes and shit. I didn't, maybe it could have been something of that nature. And uh, I just got lucky. But uh, I went over and just, like, scrubbed it out and then put hydrocortisone cream on it. Took some uh, Tylenol or, no, it was a leave I took. And just uh, like hoped for the best. I was so paranoid <laughs> the rest of that day. I kept feeling my neck. I was getting a headache, but I don't know. If it was like a headache from just like being so fucking paranoid and just thinking like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. <laughs> like son of a bitch. Uh, but as it turns out, either it didn't bite me at all or it just wasn't able to break skin enough to or that just the there wasn't a venom I guess in, injected to where it, it really didn't affect me <laughs> that and perhaps I don't know the doctors really didn't have any good explanation of what was going on when I got the staph infection and stuff they they were a bit mystified and how my body was reacting to it um perhaps it was just because where I had the bite it was right before I went and ran and it was it was I'm sure a lot of sweat and nastiness getting in there that maybe it's just like an infection started I don't I don't know 
This time, though, I feel pretty solid. <laughs> I will uh, just be happy knowing that uh, I didn't didn't lose my neck. Was, uh, it's, I'm kind of attached to it. It's uh, it's kind of a big part of my uh, my body here. But uh, but yeah, I've seen a lot of brown recluses here at the house too. The penthouse. You'd think the penthouse would be brown recluse free. I mean, it is a penthouse and all. But apparently, they don't they don't pay attention to that. They just go wherever. Maybe they like penthouses. Not sure. I did well. I did see that one smoking a big stogie the other day. There was that. <laughs> And other news, uh, I I am looking forward to uh, the end of The Walking Dead, seeing how that goes, although there's still quite a few more episodes to go. I hope we get some major craziness again from Negan. I want to see Negan just lose his shit and fucking murder a bunch of people. As I've gone back to there's been a lot of murder talk in this episode. Uh, I prefer it, <laughs> prefer it in a TV show, though. Um, I'm still not sure, like, what what is going on with Maggie. Because there was the episode where they're on the train, and it seems she, she seemed almost Negan-like in her callousness to where she there was a guy that got stuck in the car behind them, and there was walkers in there. And she's like, we're not opening the door because they're going to come and kill us too. Like she totally was like, yep, I'm going to make the hard calls. I'm going to choose my own people to die for the sake of the the greater good. Like it's nothing. It was like a younger guy. And the guy ends up killing himself. Spoiler alert again, if you haven't seen it, like I'm going to obviously totally fucking ruined it for you. But this was like one of the early episodes, like I don't know, maybe the third episode. And uh <clears throat> then they end up having to go in that car anyway and go in there and fight through those uh zombies. Which is kind of funny. But then later she has to make calls for other people in the group to like leave them behind, kill them, leave them behind or whatever, and she doesn't want to do it. It's like, well, you had no problem whatsoever with this other guy. Did you just not like that guy? You just not like that? And then Negan's like, what are you doing? Well, let's just fucking fuck him. Let him die. Let's murder him. Whatever. <laughs> Leave him here. <laughs> uh, so I'm a little confused at what they're doing with Maggie. And I'm wondering, with the her and Negan here, who again murdered her husband, brutally beat Glenn's head in with a fucking baseball bat, Lucille, and of course, wrapped in barbed wire, caved his head in right in front of her. And uh, but I'm getting some vibes that maybe Negan and Maggie are gonna fuck. I kind of hope not. If she, if she does, then she better kill him in the process. Do some Black Widow type shit, you know. Uh, but <laughs> it would seem kind of wrong. Though I'm still waiting for the zombie brothel. Is I I th- I feel like. That would be completely 100% be something that would pop up in a zombie apocalypse. Some crazy bastard's going to have a zombie brothel. Maybe the new guy, the new uh, antagonist in this season is going to have a zombie brothel. Although I, don't, I feel like not because he, he is seems like a religious extremist. Which is also what we have uh, the last antagonist in Fear the Walking Dead was. He was a religious extremist that nuked the place. Which was an interesting end, seeing him nuke some shit. Uh, I wonder timeline-wise where the Walking Dead main show is in comparison to Fear of the Walking Dead. Do you think a nuke going off is going to draw a lot of attention over... (laughs) There was several nukes, I guess, that went off. Motherfucker's trying to start a nuclear winter, bastard. Um, you'd think though that the nature would really make a comeback though in the zombie apocalypse as less and less people drove and just destroyed the environment 
that it'd probably be pretty nice looking stuff. Buildings wouldn't last long, but you'd get some you'd get some nice grass. Everywhere would look like Ireland. It's gotta build some stone walls everywhere. It'd be nice. You know, get so fucking dead. Yes, we see the zombies everywhere. But the leprechauns they take care of it, you know. Oh yes, Ireland. Zombies. That's that should be another part of the Walking Dead. What's happening in Ireland? We we have not seen this in any of the Walking Dead spin-offs. We we don't see what's going on in any other part of the world. Except for maybe, I guess, south south of the border. We see a little bit of like Mexico, I guess it is in Fear of the Walking Dead. I guess they're in Mexico. Um but that's about as far go away we go. We don't see anywhere. We don't even see Canada. We don't see South America. We don't see Antarctica, which I don't know why you'd see Antarctica, but somebody might get the idea. Maybe zombies can't survive in the cold, <laughs> the obscene cold. But, I mean, you get Australia. There's all of fucking Europe and Asia, Africa. There's so many places, so many places that uh, I'm sure also have zombies. But maybe they've got a different way of taking care of it. It's like going to marathons here in the States. You constantly get looking good, looking good. It's all downhill from here. That's like basically all you're going to hear in a marathon or like long running race. It's just looking good. Keep going. It's all downhill from here. Uh, it's almost over even after like the first mile of a 26.2 race, you know, full marathon or longer. They're like, it's you're almost there. <laughs> it's all downhill from here. Wherever you go to Ireland, uh, they they do like almost a golf clap type thing, which they clap a lot here, but it's loud fucking clapping with races. People are hollering, woo, and everything. But uh, in Ireland, they do almost a golf clap where they're just like, well done, well done, <laughs> well done. Very prim and proper, which is kind of weird because I, I feel that should be more of a British thing. Most of the things, you know, Irish, there's not... Not quite so proper fucking Englishman, you know. Uh, I lost a Irish accent there. Great. Uh, <laughs> I haven't ran in England, but I would guess it's probably about the same. They're well done, well done, very nice, well done. Germany is, uh, you know, different language, so they, they of course they're gonna say different shit. But they're Alf Gates, Alf Gates. You hear that? Cannot stop. Alf Gates. Which means get going, get going, off gates. But, uh, but yeah, there's. Uh, I'm still, unfortunately, waiting. I've not yet heard when the Adam Jones Gibson Les Paul standard will be issued. Still, still waiting on that. I'm hoping in October to find out that answer. Because I have. I really still want that guitar. Although now more and more thinking like do I do I really need to spend that money? Do I need to spend that money? I mean it's going on the credit card, let's be honest. I'm just digging a hole with that that money. I'm not really taking it from money I have. It's money that I'm going to need in the future <laughs> is where that's coming from. Um But I have maybe second thoughts about getting it. But like I really still want it. It seems like an eternity now. I've been waiting for that damn thing. As uh, yeah, I'm probably still getting it. Okay, I'm still getting it, but <laughs> uh, I feel like in October, at some point, they'll do some kind of announcement. They did have announced some new merch for the Tool Band, uh, the Tool merch site. Um, well, they did have they had a prototype. They haven't released. It seemed like uh, on social media, at least, it seemed a lot of people enjoyed it. There was a, like a medallion from artwork from Fear Inoculum, Alex Gray's, uh, one of his works. That's a medallion. Looked pretty fucking cool. Looked pretty fucking cool. I'm thinking they're going to end up selling that on their on their store. Um, but uh, <laughs> no fucking word on that damn guitar yet. I guess the only way I'm going to get one anytime soon is to buy the Les Paul Custom, which has been out for quite some time, get a used version of that, 
with lottery winning money that seems highly unlikely. Likey? Likely. <laughs> uh, and I went to school for broadcasting. I just want to point that out as I, I can't speak properly. Enunciate. Um, I guess I didn't do my vocal exercise before I started. Perhaps I should have done that. Should have worked with my jaw. Opened it up, you know. Get ready for uh, all that action to uh, make the big words with my mouth. My mouth hole. <laughs> uh, I was just thinking the other day, like, man, I I've, I love Stranger Things. It's a great show. But it's been a, quite a few years since it came out. And it's been a couple of years now since the last season. They're not going to be kids anymore, man. I've watched uh, Finn Wolfhard, who was one of the main characters on Strange, Stranger Things. That's his his real name. He was also in uh, It, Chapter 1 and Chapter 2. He was the loudmouth in that. And uh, he's got his own band, or at least he... I don't know if there's still a band. Copernica, I believe is the name. Like, they're not bad. Not bad, but they've... Uh, they did a video. They were in a Weezer video. It was like uh, the cover of uh, Take On Me by AHA that Weezer did. And they are, I guess, cosplaying as Weezer, sort of. But it's like the 80s that they're like playing the song. Copernica is. But, uh, <laughs> I digress. I don't know where I was going with that. Oh, it's because Finn, Finn looks so old now. Uh, and it's just like, holy shit, I think he's right at about being an adult, which just seems so wrong. It's like Stranger Things is them as kids. It's got that vibe to me, not just because they're kids, but just the time period helps with it. It gives me that, that warmness vibe that I got from the movies that I grew up with, like Goonies and uh, Stand By Me and The Explorers and all of that stuff. And just movies in the eighties where like the heroes and protagonists of it were were children. It was coming of age tales. Now it's like they're of age. Like fuck. <laughs> I'm like damn it, why'd you have to grow up? Like I like I wanted to stay because I also know too. I guess too that it's not going to be in the eighties. It's not going to be that time period. Which there's a thing about the nineties too. But I was really young in the eighties, and that this just. I lo- I have a certain love for the a lot of the movies from back then, which I had just gotten back and watched Weird Science, which, like, eh, you know, I really loved it when I was a kid. As an adult, it's like, eh, it's got some point. I love Bill Paxton in it as Chet, as uh, <laughs> he becomes the blob and stuff. Uh, <clears throat> I think I preferred the TV show over the movie. Just mainly because Vanessa Angel was in it. And she's, of course, in Kingpin, which is a fucking amazing movie. Love Kingpin. The Frilly Brothers fucking amazing film that uh, didn't get enough love when it came out. It was a fantastic film. I believe it got on, got to be a cult classic. However, it uh, didn't, got, for whatever reason, go over well when it first came out. There wasn't a, a big response to it initially. But damn, you want a good, funny film, Kingpin, man. Woody Harrelson, Bill Murray, uh, Vanessa Angel, and then uh, Randy Quaid before he went off the fucking grid and off the completely sane track and then went completely batshit crazy before he was concerned that the Star Whackers were out to get him. (laughs) Which I don't think they've got him yet. As far as I know, Randy Quaid's still alive. And just... You want to watch some weird, crazy shit. Watch him on, like, Twitter, YouTube, and shit. Just like, man, I wonder if that guy's created a few missing persons. Just saying. He seems a bit on the crazy, cray-cray loco. Uh, He's had a lot of four loco. <laughs> I, think he, I think he mainlines that. Just like IV, nonstop, like four loco. Although maybe he's just trolling us all. Maybe he's pretending to be crazy still. 
he went. Instead of just acting like it in the movies, he's now acting like it in real life. I doubt it, though. I think he's really just a loon. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I guess, uh, I guess I'm good here. And uh, hopefully next week we'll have more to talk about than just murder. <laughs> Look forward to that. Something a little bit more positive as I will go. The movie I plan on going to see. Hope, uh, maybe I'll go to B&B Wildwood Theater. I'd love to. I fucking love that theater. I haven't been there since 2019. Um, But I'd love to to go there. Maybe hit some get some Dewey's Pizza. But uh, the movie I want to go see is, of course, a mob flick where there's going to be murder. So there's going to be a lot of that. And I just want to point out, I have, through my entire lifetime, played violent video games, watched violent films, although it's not all the films. I don't just only strictly watch violent films. I watch everything, and I, I love comedy and stuff. But I, the point I'm getting at, I have yet to commit any murder. Just saying. <laughs> no no mass genocide from this guy. Don't plan it on it either. Don't plan it. Uh but uh yeah i guess that's all about all i got here uh as always that is a kid in a wheelchair not a trash can